0: Hi again, it's Charlie O'Shields, back with another episode of Sketching Stuff. Since February is the month of Valentine's Day and stores are often filled with lots of little treats, I thought I'd dedicate an episode to all things sweet. In truth, I just love sketching and, well, eating desserts, so I have quite a few stories that they've inspired. As ever, these aren't really stories about the desserts themselves, so much as an exploration of all of the best things that life has to offer. I'm often guilty of rushing around and worrying about getting everything done. It's tough sometimes to settle down for a moment and enjoy a little downtime or a treat of some kind. And to remind myself to treat my friends as well, because that's really one of the most enjoyable things one can do. And certainly, taking a little time to sketch and paint each day is also one of life's greatest little pleasures. So I hope you'll grab a pen, pencil, or paintbrush and sketch with me as we go on a little journey together, enjoying the sweetest things. Welcome to Sketching Stuff, a collection of stories sketched from life. My favorite dessert. Really my favorite dessert is anything with whipped cream and ice cream, but in order to choose something I opted for a strawberry sundae. We'll actually be having pie later, which is definitely one of my favorites as well, but also made particularly amazing when paired with both whipped cream and ice cream. The double decadence of two kinds of cream transforms it from a simple dessert to a thrilling event, and likely a nutritional nightmare, but dessert simply isn't the same unless it's a bit naughty. Perhaps that's why I like it so much. The little kid in me takes over and does a happy dance and smirks at the adult who has the gall to question the number of calories present. If dessert doesn't come with a twinge of guilt then it just isn't as satisfying. Right now the whole house smells of apple pie and I'm not allowed to have any yet. I have a feeling my inner child is also going to scarf down his dinner as quickly as possible tonight to quickly move on to the main event. It's always the things in life that you don't get all the time that become the most precious. As a kid, it was birthday cake. Sure, it was likely that I'd have a cake more than once a year, but it wasn't my cake. For some reason, having a cake baked especially in your honor just made it taste better. Well, that, and it was usually decorated with whatever thing I was into that year. A few years ago, I happened to be in Texas visiting my family around the time of my birthday. This was a rare event, as I'm normally only there just before Christmas. During the celebration, I was presented with a Winnie the Pooh cake, just like when I was little, presumably as a funny way to make me feel like a kid again, or more likely because my mother just wasn't sure what I was into that year. Either way, it was delicious and tasted better because barring the fact it was a ridiculous choice for someone in their 40s, it was still my cake, so it was perfect. I don't really have large celebrations on my birthdays these days. Once you hit a certain age, you start celebrating milestones instead. And though getting older doesn't really bother me, I have so many things I'm hoping to accomplish that I'd prefer it if time had the decency to move a little bit more slowly in order for me to tackle them all. Of course, if I could ever just choose one thing and focus on finishing it, that would be a brilliant start but that little boy who loved cake is still active within me and he gets bored and distracted very easily. A new shiny idea is just too intoxicating to pass up. I often think about how great it would be when I retire one day and have more time to do things, but I can't wait that long to do them or the list would be ridiculous by that point in time. So I'll have to start trying to focus more and get some of those dreams going. If nothing else, I think completing any new idea should always warrant a little celebration, giving me a perfect excuse to enjoy my favorite dessert. Cakes, a tale of tall frosting, I've always loved things in miniature, so what could be better than a tiny little cake? Like an American cupcake, though the British versions of this amazing treat are called fairy cakes. The tops of fairy cakes are often cut and put back on top to look like little wings. According to an interview in The Guardian with Mitch Turner of the Little Venice Cake Company, a key difference between the two is that American cupcakes have, quote, great guadges of lurid buttercream rather than the traditional non-fat stuff stuff. Well, apologies to fairies everywhere, but I have to admit that buttercream is insanely delicious. Though cupcakes were first mentioned as far back as 1796, they really hit their stride at the turn of this century when the idea of expensive gourmet cupcakes hit it big. Magnolia Bakery in New York City opened their doors in 1996, but it would be four years later before the magic happened. In 2000, Sex and the City's Carrie Bradshaw, played by Sarah Jessica Parker, would be seen eating a Magnolia cupcake and a national craze for pricey tiny cupcakes would begin. The first gourmet cupcake shop here in Kansas City didn't open until 2006 and it's called Baby Cakes. It's my favorite cupcake shop around, but even with all the cool flavor options, the vanilla cake will always be my favorite. Next came a sea of gourmet cupcake shops, a reality TV show called Cupcake Wars in 2010, and then the most amazing invention ever in 2012, the Cupcake ATM. That's right. If you simply can't wait to get your cupcake fix, Sprinkles Cupcakes has solved the problem. They have a 24-hour cupcake terminal in a handful of cities that's filled with fresh-baked goodness day and night. Sadly, the Cupcake bubble burst a couple of years ago when Crumbs, the country's largest cupcake chain, filed for bankruptcy, sending a signal that times were changing. Gone are the days of cupcake mania lost under a mountain of lured buttercream. And somewhere far across the pond, little fairies are laughing and saying, I told you so. Happy treats. I'm excited to announce that these are not fantasy desserts I normally sketch, but the actual thing. I was off work today and Philippe came home at lunch. While we were out walking our dog, Phineas, I asked him if he wanted to stop by our neighborhood bakery for a treat. Philippe, of course, not Phineas. That dog would always agree with me. Philippe just glanced at me and smiled slightly, which I took as an absolute yes, and before he could stop me, ducked inside to grab a couple little pies. Well, these and a fresh loaf of country bread and a slice of almond cake. Seriously, I cannot be sent alone into a bakery. After he went back to work, I grabbed three colors and quickly sketched the little pies you see here, then put them back in the fridge before they wilted and was proud of myself for not sticking my finger in one to taste it yet. On the left we have my choice, coconut cream concoction, and to the right is Philippe's choice, a chocolate brownie decadence. As you'll note, mine is the one with the most whipped cream. This should surprise no one at all that knows me. Actually, coconut cream pie was a pie that my mother made quite often when I was growing up. Well, not often enough, of course, but enough to be memorable. It was my absolute favorite, and I would request it on a regular basis. Usually I would get my treat after some sort of accomplishment, like getting a great grade on a paper, or or as I got older, getting a part in the school play. I figured after I hit 1,000 watercolor sketches, I certainly deserved some. Okay, I don't know if deserve is the right thing, but I'm still going to use my childhood logic to claim my prize and finally get that darn dessert I've been craving for weeks. It occurs to me that it might not be as good as the one my mom made, or at least not as good as the memory I have of that pie, but it's tough for anything to truly live up to a memory. They always taste a little sweeter, having had years to grow in flavor. No matter what, it will bring me back to those wonderful days of childhood and I'm excited to have some later. I've no idea yet if we're meant to share them, but I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. Before we get to the pie, there's also a bottle of champagne chilling in the fridge. This will make it a proper adult celebration as well. See, I can even apply my childish logic to adult things too. It will be a lovely way to end the week, and I'm excited for the weekend ahead. We don't have any major plans since our families don't live close by, but we'll be doing something enjoyable for sure. I hope that everyone out there listening to this always has a wonderful weekend filled with all the little things and people you enjoy most. Life can get stressful and busy with so many things that aren't very much fun at all. When that happens, it's always good to turn to the little things that make you smile, which is pretty much all the time, really, so I think that those things are really the centerpiece of life itself. Perhaps that's why I love to sketch them most. I can't imagine what life would be like if it weren't for those happy treats. Joy of a Sweet Treat Yeah, if you've been following my posts for any time at all, you'd probably guess that for a prompt of joy, I'd probably end up sketching either dessert or wine, or perhaps both. In the end, dessert won out, but in the defense of wine, I'm enjoying a glass as I type this so everything is nicely accounted for. Of course, this wasn't what came to mind first, if I merely thought about joy. The first thing that came to mind was how much I appreciate all of you out there who listen to these posts and how wonderful it's been to connect with so many artists around the globe and help them connect with each other. That's what brings me real joy each and every day. But I didn't know how to sketch all of that, so you get some ice cream instead. For those dieting, my sincere apologies and I invite you to avert your gaze at once or imagine this as a cucumber salad. If you're in for this sort of sweet treat, then imagine it hundreds of times larger with several hundred spoons and let's all dig in and enjoy. I never imagined when I started my little art journey back in July 2015 that I would even still be doing it today. It felt like another one of my little whims that I'd start, struggle with, and then skip away from off to something shiny and new. But each and every day for the past three and a half years, I've happily sketched some little thing that made a little post. It struck me that my little watercolor break at the end of each day is a bit like dessert with far less calories. It's that perfect ending that makes me smile and fills my heart with joy. Even on the days when I think I've completely botched it, I still enjoy the process of watching some little thing appear on paper. And when I share it with all of you, then it's like saying, here, try my dessert. I hope you'll like it too, but as long as I had fun doing it, then I'm not terribly disappointed if you don't. Okay, a little, but chances are good I didn't like it that much either. There'll be another dessert the next day that you might really love. It's an interesting mental quest to think about what brings joy. So many things to choose from in life, and yet I always come back to the usual suspects, the little things that surround me, memories I hold dear, and the people that make me smile. It's what my art is all about and what I tend to ramble about after my art has been splashed down on paper. I'm not really sure what kind of artist or writer this makes me, but I know that it makes me one who is full of happiness. At the end of each day, I may not always get to sample these dessert creations I often make, as many are from photos and a dream of what I'd like, but painting them makes me smile. That's the thing about life and art. In order to make people around you feel good about what you do, you first have to please yourself. Take a moment that's just for you. Block out the world and let something wonderful happen while you bask in the joy of a sweet treat. Sweetest Day Once I had a sketching prompt of chocolate that coincides with a rather special occasion known as Sweetest Day. Back in 1921, the Sweetest Day in the Year committee, consisting of 12 confectioners in Ohio, got together to plan an event. With the help of some of the top movie stars of the day, they delivered over 20,000 boxes of candy to newsboys, orphans, old folks, and the poor throughout Cleveland. Since then, Sweetest Day has been observed on the third Saturday in October in apparently just 11 states, including my home state of Missouri. Though essentially a marketing ploy concocted by candy manufacturers, the idea of the day is rather, well, sweet. It's like a Valentine's Day for everyone, heart-shaped boxes and all, without the horrible feelings of inadequacy if you happen to be single. You can even choose to treat yourself to something sweet and use the day as a perfectly good excuse. I have to admit that although I'm familiar with this day, I've never actually celebrated it intentionally. For example, we had lunch with our friend Aisha today and gave her a box of caramel candies we brought back from Paris. This had absolutely nothing to do with this wonderful holiday and was just a simple coincidence. But the concept of giving something sweet to people you love is never a bad thing. Even made-up days like this one, created simply to sell more candy, are nice reminders to do something nice for people you care about most. I'd love to say that I'm always doing this, but I often get lost in my own little world and forget how much time has passed. But the little things people do for you are often the most memorable of all. Back in April of 2012, I arrived in Paris on my birthday to visit Philippe, who was still living there at the time. We didn't have time to stop for a proper cake, so he bought me a musical candle at the grocery, which we stuck in the only cake-shaped thing we had, a plastic tub of mouche d'aubergine. The little blue candle sticking out of a pool of light brown goo looked ridiculous and rather unappetizing, so we dubbed it Poop Cake. It was by far the most memorable birthday cake I've ever received and one of my favorite memories. After feeling like we were always running out of time for that one evening, time stood still. And even though there were no chocolates or ice cream, everything was perfect. A little thing given to me by someone I loved was all I really needed. And looking back, I can honestly say that it was truly the sweetest day in the year. A shiny dessert. I once had a prompt of shiny, and though it's definitely something that I love to do quite often in my watercolor sketches, I realized I had never really attempted to combine my other favorite subject of food. There aren't a lot of truly reflective foods, but I happened to stumble across a mirror cake and decided to give it a go. I've never had one of these, as it takes a lot of ingredients I tend to avoid to get food to shine like this. But they are rather interesting. So showy and over the top like a cake in full drag. It's truly impressive. I've no idea if these cakes actually taste good, but they have that look about them that seems to say, I don't really care if you like me, I'm too fabulous for you anyway. A cake with confidence and a touch of panache, which I simply have to appreciate. And since dessert is usually the finale of any great meal, perhaps a little extra flair is the perfect way to end the show. As ever, I feel like I've painted myself into a corner again with this post as what the hell does someone say about a shiny cake, but I'll just keep rambling on as usual to see what comes out. I guess in thinking about this one, it's the idea of confidence that strikes me. I'm a generally confident person, but tend to prefer standing off to the side rather than being the center of attention. Even on my blog, I'm just a member of a cast of hundreds of artists coming in to share my little offerings in between their posts. I still struggle with wondering if I'm good enough to actually be an illustrator for anything important, anything that might actually get published or printed. I think these little pangs of self-doubt plague many of us who decide to pick up a brush or a pen. We're wrong, of course. We are each amazing in our own unique way, but trying to truly believe that is often a bit of a challenge. I say that we just stand up and strut our stuff. I mean, if a dessert can do full drag, then what's to stop any of us from doing what we love? The one thing I've found in these last couple of years of sketching and blogging is that every artist has an audience. It doesn't matter if the group is large or small. What matters is always putting your best foot forward and enjoying your own show. Much of the time I have a blast making my little posts, but realize some are far better than others. Some are pretty weak, and then there's one day when something sort of awesome pops out. Those are the days that keep me going and give me the confidence to move to the next. I'll hopefully have years of these tiny performances ahead of me and someone somewhere is always bound to enjoy them. That's all I need in order to believe in myself and to believe in everyone listening to this. We're all amazing and we make the world a little more fabulous with our creativity each and every day. We may not always be the main course, but if we make the effort, we'll definitely always be like a shiny dessert. When life gets rich, There's so many different ways you could go when faced with a prompt of rich, and I wasn't sure what to sketch. I ended up with a dessert in a fancy silver cup that's certainly rich in calories. And yes, it was simply a fantasy dessert, as I still wasn't indulging in them. If I really wanted to play on the metaphor of rich, I suppose I could have added a silver spoon, but there just wasn't time that day. You may feel free to imagine anything you like under that dollop of whipped cream on top. Personally, I'm simply imagining more whipped cream, and I think we actually have some cream in the fridge just waiting to be whipped into awesomeness, but it's not likely to happen. I successfully coaxed Philippe into green to oven fries so that might be as rich as dinner gets tonight. Spring weather is very slowly coming and I soon won't be able to hide under a jacket. Salad should be the only thing on the menu, but what's the fun in that? It's always great to indulge in little pleasures every now and again. Of course, rich can also apply to wealth. Since I'm not wealthy, that version didn't really come to mind first. They say that money can't buy happiness, but let's face it, this is only partially true. Unless you've just won a sweepstakes, we all know it's not possible to go on a lovely vacation or out to a lovely romantic dinner without a bit of cash on hand but there are so many other things in life that make us smile and feel content that don't cost a dime. In the end, these are the most important things that life has to offer. While I put my dreams of that African safari or walking the Great Wall of China on hold, waiting for the appropriate funds to do so, I never feel unhappy about it. It's just another thing I'd love to do someday and I'm content on waiting until that time comes. In the meantime, there are oven fries. Those will be arriving in just moments actually, so I should hurry up and finish this little ramble. When I look at my life, there are plenty of things that I wish would have happened or that I still wish would happen next. It would be amazing to make lots of money and retire early and focus on my painting and writing. But it's also awesome to simply enjoy each day for what it brings and all the little moments within it. No amount of money could ever replace the thrill of being in the moments you love most. In this moment, Philippe and I are having a glass of wine and listening to music as the sun sinks into the sky. He's actually checking Buzzfeed and distracting me with funny videos as I try to complete this post. That dog's expression when his own snore wakes him up is amazing play it again play it again nothing unusual or particularly of note just the same sort of ending we enjoy every weekend and it's truly in these quiet moments filled with love that i'm reminded the tiniest things in life are the only things that ever really mattered in the first place and this is when life gets rich So much for listening to the Sketching Stuff Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and new episodes will be added bi weekly. Visit me at sketchingstuff.com to share your comments and stories.